I'm infant massage instructor Helen Thompson. Hello and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. Being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. So let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. If you're breastfeeding, then what you eat is incredibly important. After all, getting this right will give your baby a great start in life. It is also really important when it comes time for them to start on solids. There is often a misconception that introducing your child to healthy food is expensive. In this episode, I interviewed Lydia Nuttall, a food and lifestyle consultant, who is passionate about all things food and nutrition. Lydia has tons of great ideas, and she also shared some excellent tips for those who are concerned with the expense of eating well. Hi Lydia, and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm so pleased to have you here today. Um, Can we start by asking you to tell me a bit about yourself and how you became so interested in food? Um, My background's fairly eclectic, but I became interested in cooking and food at a very young age. I was only 10. Um, My mother had to go back to work. I was a carer for my father, and he had very specific needs around um, food and and dietary stuff because of interaction with his medicines and that. And so at a young age, I thought, no, I'm going to, I want to do this well. Um, and obviously be able to feed us and it's gone from there and I've had several other careers and done lots of other things but throughout all of it I've been really really passionate about food being something that brings people together you look at any culture most cultures are focused around provision of food and water and good nutrition as much as they can so the business that I have now which is around providing support and mentoring and recipes and fun is comes from collecting together all the skills through various careers so Mm -hmm. I'm a qualified teacher and qualified weight loss consultant it's all really random but pulling it all together is about my passion is about people being able to afford good nutrition and not feeling not feeling that good nutrition and healthy food is something that's not in their financial capability and not in their skill capability either, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense because I think a lot of mums think that good nutrition has to cost a lot of money and it doesn't necessarily have to cost a lot of money. No. I mean, you can eat well without spending a lot of money. So I think I think that's, that's a very valid point for first-time yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I come from a childcare background and um, as a ba- have a baby massage, I do baby massage. And I have come across so many mums who ask me about what they can eat when, when, when they're pregnant or when they're, yeah. or not when they're pregnant, but also when they've, when they've given birth and they've 
they're breastfeeding and what they can eat to help give their baby that good nutrition that they need. And I was wondering with your expertise and knowledge, if there's anything quick and easy that I that can introduce for, for, for parents that want to prepare that kind of food, which is cheap and affordable for them and also yeah. give the baby the right nutri nutrients that they need when they're breastfeeding. Yeah. Look, I think as soon as you say quick and easy, people think go to the frozen food aisle mm. or go um, and get takeaway. Whereas quick and easy and economical is what you're preparing for yourself. You prepare, you are preparing when you're breastfeeding, you're preparing your bub because you're giving them good nutrition through the breast milk. But when you're doing your baby-led weaning, you're feeding them the same thing as you are. So really, a really simple rule to be healthy during pregnancy and after birth <clears throat> and for your bub is unprocessed, not processed. Yeah. So, and, and people go, well, what does that mean? Okay, well, look at how your supermarket is laid out. Your supermarket is laid out so that all the unprocessed stuff is around the outside. And the closer you get to the middle and the closer you get to the checkout aisle, the more processed it is, the more sugar it has, the more salt it has. So there's never anything, say, at the end of the aisle on sale that's healthy. It's all this stuff that seems quick and easy but is actually mm. really poor nutrition, especially as, you know, if you're pregnant or you're a first-time mum or you're introducing your bub to solids. So that rule of unprocessed rather than processed and it's just a matter of it's not just of course it's a matter of looking at how do I do this economically and breaking down that that myth that to eat healthy is expensive but I'll give you a, like a really good example you've got a pregnant mum she's got a toddler dad's a big eater she's a big eater or whatever you go to the supermarket and you go, okay, I need to do this for my toddler, I need to do this because I'm pregnant and I need to do this for my husband. You can no. keep it simple by just, so for example, a roast, throw a roast in the oven. You put it in the oven, you can walk away, you can look after your toddler, you can do other things. Yeah, but within exactly. that roast, you've got all the things that you would use for baby-led weaning. You've got roast pumpkin, you've got carrots, you've got a simple gravy, you might have a really nice simple cut of meat and it needn't be expensive. All of those things have fibre, protein, iron, good nutrients. They often are low food miles if you are buying local and you are feeding your toddler, you are feeding your unborn bub or exactly what you would be just sitting down as a meal pre-having children. Yeah, um, you, don't yeah. need, you don't need all those jars of stuff. So simple advice, it's not simple, but take a deep breath and your toddler and your unborn bub will need to eat what you're eating. So focus on you being keeping it unprocessed and simple and your children will follow along. And they'll learn to eat good habits because it's what they've, yeah. they've seen you doing as well. Yeah, totally, yeah. In terms of um, some simple ideas for pregnant mums or newborns or, you know, there are keep it simple, keep, keep it pieces of pumpkin, make some little muff cheese muffins in those mini muffin pans, make a, you know, an egg dish, like a frittata dish and 
freeze it in adult size portions, that's fine. You don't need baby size portions because when you thaw it and reheat it, you just take a little bit off the end and give it to your toddler and, the, and you eat with them. So they see that this is normal eating. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, yeah, that's because you, you see mums going out there and sort of getting all their processed food and doing all that. And it's just because yeah. baby leg weeding doesn't need to, need to be difficult. I mean, no. I've, I've experienced that in childcare. I mean, you just give them even, you can just give them, as you say, bits of the pumpkin and bits mm. of the broccoli. But I guess one of the things I'm just putting out there just for mums, of course, is you need to be careful with allergies and stuff. But then yes. how do you know if they've got an allergy if they don't try it? That's, yeah. I guess you've got to be cautious on that, but give yeah. them so everything I think, to try. Yeah, my, my daughter-in-law-to-be in six weeks has done an amazing job with my granddaughter who's now 16 months old and she did a lot of research around it because she wanted Phoebe not to grow up with any food anxiety. I think that a lot of the things that parents do inadvertently is that they transpose their likes and dislikes onto this new person who has no preconceptions about food so one of the things in terms of baby-led feeding and, you know, my advice around that and what I've seen with Phoebe especially is don't, they've got it, they're a clean slate. And so treat them as a clean slate. And if you, if there are known allergies in the family, then obviously you're going to be more careful. If it's just likes or dislikes, that's not allergies. That's, you know, let's try it. And at the end of the day, I know Phoebe's had a couple of reactions to things and she's had, you know, spots on her face and we've all gone, oh, what do we do? Um, don't feed it to them again. And caution is good, but not to the point where you are imposing worry on that child that they've got no preconceived ideas of pumpkin, avocado. I'm, I go, Phoebe, I have a every, every week and I gave her avocado blackberries and a pickled onion and she just yeah. ate them in the order she wanted and there was no order she had a bit of this and she had a bit of that and I thought that is a weird combination but she loved it it's giving her all those taste buds too she's getting used to all the different tastes like pickled onions not one of my favorites just because I don't like no well it's but no it doesn't mean that she wouldn't like it you've got a no. with the black currants and the avocado they've all got all those different tastes and it's and I think as you yeah. say it's good to yeah. give them those flavors because they get used to things which aren't so sugary yeah. and aren't they don't get this sugar addiction which I think is yeah. um, dangerous so, yeah and I think that um, one of the things with baby led weaning is we started so if you're starting off if, you, if you're literally at the point where you actually want to introduce some solids the, the way to work out what they like or what they're allergic to is just do one flavour at a time. So, you know, on the plate, just pumpkin. On the plate, just avocado. And then as they get a little bit older and can deal with different things on their plate, that's fine. But one of the things that um, Sophie was talking to me about, she said, when you introduce something new, always have something familiar with it so they yeah. feel safe. And yeah. if they get obsessed with one particular thing for two or three weeks, give it to them. It doesn't really matter. As long as it's healthy and it's not McDonald's or it's salt-loaded chips or 
sugar-loaded. I mean, if, if they get obsessed with eating a cucumber every day, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and they're still getting nutrition. They're still getting, they're still getting food. You're not starving them. Yeah. I'm, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, still, I mean, I'm still learning about um, solids myself, but I'm pretty sure that some mums are still breastfeeding occasionally as well. So even yeah. if they are only getting a bit of cucumber, or a bit of pumpkin or whatever it may be, they're still getting bread, they're still getting bottle, bottle milk, so they're still getting that nutrition as well. Yeah, that's right. And I think so. that, I mean, I, when I was a, a young mum and, you know, I did pureed foods and all of that, luckily went on to give my kids anything and now they're not fussy with their food. But my second child became very fussy at two and three years old and would only eat pasta because... I didn't, the baby leg weaning wasn't around when I, when I had children. And now when I see what mum is doing, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think pure food is okay. I'm not, as long as it's done naturally and it's not bought from the supermarket where it's loaded with sugar. And, you know, if you're, if you're going out, for instance, and you, you want to have something quick and easy for you, just puree something that you've already made. Just quickly um, with it in the mixer before you go and put it in a little container and bingo, you've got pureed pumpkin. Yeah, in terms of, you know, economy and time, you know, if you've got a child, if you've got a casserole happening and you pull out a couple of the vegetables and you puree them and you put them into ice cubes into the freezer, you've got ready-made meals for that bub for the next week or two. Exactly. Exactly. At about so, ten cents. At about ten cents a meal. Yeah. Exactly. And it's something if you're going out, you can just pull out of the pull it yeah. out of the freezer and just think, right, I don't need to worry about my kid. I've got, I've yeah. got the food there, which I think is good. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, th- I think the um the the ready-made food aisle for babies needs to be avoided as much as possible because. There's all sorts of things around that now. I mean, you've got all these jars that you then end up throwing away. You don't know what's in it. It does have preservatives and it does have things. And then if your child has an allergic reaction, how do you sift through the list of ingredients on that jar to find out what they were allergic to? The purer you keep their initial food, the more likely you are to work out what they like and what they don't like and what they may have a reaction to. Yeah. And you, as I said before, you get then used to good food and you don't have yeah. to, which I yeah. think is so important these days because having giving parents, children good tasty food is so much more valuable than giving them some junk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. and in terms of economy, because you know, one of my passions is about no food waste and keeping things simple. One of the things that I had when I had children, I've never not had one, is a pressure cooker and a slow cooker. And now I've got an air fryer. And, I mean, the thing with having a slow cooker, which is also a pressure cooker, you can use very cheap cuts of meat and you can feed a family of four or five, you know, for a quarter of the price of some of this other pre-made stuff out of the freezer. And it doesn't take long. I've never used a pressure cooker, but I guess it doesn't take that long to do it. I, I, is it less time than putting it in the oven? I, I'm not very up on pressure cookers. So I... Well, I've, I've had a pressure cooker for ages because of I mean, my private chef work and everything. So I buy gravy beef, which is the shin beef. 
I don't cut it up, don't do anything. It goes straight in there with whole potatoes and whole carrots. And 45 minutes later, I've got a completely soft equivalent to eight hours in the slow cooker. All right. So it's very economical for first time, you know, for mums who are busy. And, yeah. And so time-wise and being able to use cheap cuts of meat and having yeah. something ready in under an hour, it's like I think I paid $129 for mine and it slow cooks, it pressure cooks, it does rice, it does virtually makes coffee as well. Do the washing up. That's the only thing. Uh, it's yeah it's as an investment it's a great investment as a household tool and it's very advantageous as well because as you say it's quick and if you've got a screaming toddler and or a screaming baby that wants to eat and needs breastfeeding just whack it in the yep. pressure cooker and then go and breastfeed yep. your baby yeah there's hardly any preparation required and i'm actually about to write an ebook on um pressure cooker meals you know for for time poor families so because I use it all the time, all the body doesn't need. Mm, yes. You know, that, that we need that low carb and, and really thinking about that. So for first-time mums, it is, it's that same approach, though. It's that low mm. carb thinking about, you know, we are what we eat. That's what yeah. I say. That's my tagline on my website. We are what we eat. And I think that's so valuable because we are what mm. we eat because if you put good stuff into your body, your body mm. will... Thank you for it. And so will your baby's body thank you for it as well because you're teaching. And I, so I, I think that good nutrition, good nutrition with first-time mums and pregnant mums, one of the things is that's not talked about as much is mental health. And good gut health is very linked to good mental health. Mm-hmm. So looking after yourself with good nutrition is going to help you with that mental health where, you know, your hormones are all over the place when you're pregnant and they're all over the place and you're worrying about absolutely everything as a first-time mum because there's no first-time mum in the world that doesn't. And right. so that, that mental health is really important. Yeah, and having, and as you say, having good, having good nutrition helps with that because it, it helps yeah. Become more healthy and not have to worry about. You don't. You, you don't have to worry to eat healthy. You can eat as you say. You just put it in the, in the oven and just go. You don't yeah. have to think. Oh God, help! What am I cooking and where am I going with this and what? What am no. I going to give my baby? It's so it can be so easy. And your plates of food don't need to be Instagrammable. I think that the the Instagram and the Master Chef and everything have really put a lot of pressure on people to do this nice plate of food. Actually, it just needs to taste good and be good. Yes. And it doesn't have to be that presentable. If it's it's not served presentably on a plate, it doesn't matter as long as it's got the good nutrition on it. Yeah. And if your toddler toddler wants to sit up in their high chair and just literally eat off the high chair plate with their hands and they're eating, let them get on with it. Yeah. I think that's that's good to let them do that because it's teaching them mm. how to do it themselves and maybe giving them a spoon so they can pick it up themselves if they want to or mash it yeah. if they want to or yeah or even a tiny fork or whatever you to use that cutlery because so many parents are so afraid of giving kids you know cutlery because uh, they think they're gonna shop but it doesn't have you can give them small small cutlery it yeah. doesn't have to you've got to yeah. teach them to be able to use a tiny fork or a tiny knife, and obviously you don't yeah. get them a sharp knife. I mean, that's, you know, but... Or just eat. I've got the most gorgeous photos Sophie sent me of Phoebe with her bowl, which she had baked beans, and she literally just tipped it up, and, and, and the bowl is over her face, and the baked beans are dripping down here, but she was <laughs> like, 
that's that's that that's classic. That 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 would be a good one to put in one of your um one of your books yeah. if you're sort of doing a yeah, book. Yeah, that's, on what, it, that's what I'm thinking. It's it's real life. There's yeah, I gave her 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 um big thing at the moment is tzatziki. She absolutely loves it. So um I was giving it to her on toast, but I gave up in the end and just gave her the tub. And she's got the tub here and there's tzatziki here and tzatziki there. And it's like, and she's got a face buried in it because she doesn't want to waste any from the bottom of the tub. Oh, and it's giving, it's giving her that nice experience too. Of, yeah. Of, you know, tasting it Plus all it was hilarious. Bottom. Because that's how kids feel, by sensory and by touch. So it's, it's great. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Getting the tzatziki out from up her nose was a bit challenging. <laughs> well, yes. But you you can use a cloth or a wipe. That's no big deal. Yeah, exactly. I think it's um, as hard as a first time mum with everything. One of the things is take a deep breath and realise you're not going to kill your kid by giving them really, really good, simple food and letting them feed themselves and get again everywhere. Yeah, messy plays. That's what bath plays for. Yeah. And messy food is fun food because they're. Yes. they want to draw in it, that's fine as long as they're having fun. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got to give them that sense of having fun. So Yes. And understanding yeah. textures and temperatures and things like that. Oh yes, obviously you you've got to they, give it give it to them sort of warm but not too hot as well, I think yeah. is important. Because if you give it to them too hot that they're gonna burn themselves and they're not gonna to want to yeah. have it again. Or and don't be afraid when they're teething to give it to them semi frozen. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. Even though we might not eat it semi-frozen, it's relief for them, and so then they'll actually eat it and get the nutrition when they're teething. Oh, that's a good idea. That's because I always think, well, teething, I always think of frozen rings and frozen stuff like that. But frozen, semi-frozen food is a great idea because it's. it's so I've semi-frozen strawberries and cucumber and bits and pieces, and they love it. Like it's like it's it's a relief, and so then they eat, and they get the nutrition while they're and it yeah. calms them. It calms them down as well, because if yes. you've got a screaming baby who's teething and you're trying to feed them, the last thing they're going to want to do is to have food. So that's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, and then and then mum gets stressed and the baby picks up on the stress and it just escalates. So yeah, mm-hmm. semi-frozen food. Don't no preconceived ideas about what you should semi-freeze. But yeah, no, I think that's I, that's good because yeah. I mean you can you can semi freeze so many things as you say strawberries, even a bit of broccoli, cauliflower, cucumber, cheese. Che- cheese did you say? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't. So you put it in the freezer for about ten minutes. You cut, you know, your little slices of like your straws of cheese. Put it in the freezer for about five or ten minutes. Super cold, but amazing flavour. And great nutrition. Oh, I've learned something from you about that today. That's, <laughs> that's, it's always good to learn something new. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't sort of mentioned? I mean, I think we've, we've, we've covered most of Is there anything else yeah. that you feel that would be important no, to mention? I think, I think one of the things um, that's really valuable is getting mums together to bounce ideas off each other so that they don't feel, like as a new mum, you think, oh, it's only me that's doing this. Am I the only one that's worrying? You know, everybody else seems mm-hmm. to be coping so well with their baby. So yeah. I think it's really valuable to, to get mums together. Thank you. 
Lydia, for sharing so many wonderful tips on nutrition. I'm sure you've given first-time mums lots of ideas and new thinking around this exciting topic. To find out more about Lydia, please visit her website at lifestylefoodandnutrition.com.au That's lifestylefoodandnutrition.com.au Rejigged on my website and had a lot of photography done and now totally focusing on that lifestyle, food and nutrition aspect. So yeah, it's definitely there and all the photos are up. It's got about 70 recipes on the website that are printable and the recipes also have the nutrition facts down the bottom if you're watching your carbs because you're, you've got gestational diabetes or you're pre-diabetic. It's, it looks at your protein levels and things like that if you're trying to you know, keep your proteins and your iron up because you're breastfeeding. So, yeah, definitely there's lots of information on my website and there's also the descriptors of all the workshops and programs that I run as well.